Hi, and welcome to Speaking Ancient Geek. I'm your host, Eric Gregg. I'm here with Anthony Oliva and Brian Eckley. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about what we believe, and I think most people would believe, are the four biggest comic book movies that have come, in out, come out this year. Uh, so far, we're not talking about things that are said to come out um, at later dates this year. This is so far, so we, we're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. We are going to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy 3. We are going to talk about Across the Spider-Verse. And we are going to talk about The Flash in that order and then somewhat all together. So what I figured that we'll do is as we go through all of these, we all kind of know how we feel about these movies, but we don't know what our exact ratings are. So I'm going to count down from three. And at the end, we will all three say our ratings at the same time, somewhat, for the movie and what we would rate it out of 10. So brief second for y'all to think on that. Uh, we're doing Ant-Man and the Wasp's Quantumania. For the people listening, for all four of these movies, we will be discussing spoilers. Like, we are going to discuss the movies in full, what happens in them, and everything along those lines. So if you haven't seen them, and you want to skip to one of the movies you have seen, you can skip to that. If you want to skip all four and just come back once you've seen all four, whatever. But there will be spoilers throughout this entire podcast. Are y'all ready for Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yep. Okay. Yes. Three, two, one, seven out of ten. Anthony, yeah. I feel like you didn't answer. I said seven. Oh, okay. Did everybody say seven? Yeah. Well, hot damn. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I, I can promise everybody listening that we did not plan that. <laughs> <laughs> um, that I did not know what the other in fact Anthony I thought yours was going to be a lot lower based off what I know your opinion of this movie is very overrated movie it was not the movie that everyone should be excited to see Kang over and really don't expect Kang to be that weak I I really I really thought you were going to get this like a 4 out of 10 he, get, he got beat up by fucking ants <laughs> Yeah, but there were a yeah, lot but of they were, but there there were a lot of ants, and they were ants that were like super advanced. This is King the Conqueror. He's gonna end up. But I don't. But I don't think years. it's. I don't think it's. I don't think it's Kang the Conqueror. It's Kang. It's not King the Conqueror. Yeah. This was Kang that had been stuck in the quantum realm for years. He didn't have all of his technology. He hadn't been like that strong since he got down in there. Like I don't think this was meant to be the king that we're going to see in like king dynasty and that, that's exactly what i'm saying right now to everyone don't expect this to be the king that we're going to see but it just it kind of hurt it for me i didn't but, very much appreciate it but the movie overall was pretty good i thought parts of it were fun i thought parts of it were really stupid i didn't yeah. love i didn't love modok or michelle pfeiffer getting I it thought, i thought somebody would say that but you know i I wasn't mad at what they did with with Modok. It I feel like it was. I actually kind of feel like ah, eh, this this there's there's a version of this character that is that this is accurate too. I didn't hate that Darren Cross was Modok. I thought that was kind of a cool call callback to the first yeah. one. Like I liked that. I thought the line when he runs up and says, "I'm Darren and I'm not a dick," was just. <laughs> I just thought it was really cringy. Like it had I was, a I was fine with that. It was, it was funny. But it was like it was like really. Um 
I thought the holes joke, I did I thought that fell flat. The guy that's like, I thought I have holes. Like I yeah. thought I thought the I thought the initial conversation with Paul Rudd when he's like, I've got and he's like starts counting and he's like seven. <laughs> I thought that was I thought that was humorous. I thought the line at the end was a little like I was like, okay, like but it's Ant Man, it's supposed to be have that comedy behind it. I had higher hopes for this movie because I thought we were going to see that, that dominant King. I really went into this thinking like we might see Ant-Man die. Um, but like, I didn't, I didn't hate it. It's not my least favorite Marvel movie of all time. It was a solid Marvel movie and a good Ant-Man movie. In my opinion, I think it's the second best Ant-Man movie behind. I think one is still better. I agree. I like the first Ant-Man more than I like this one, but I like Quantumania more than I like the second Ant-Man. Which, granted, I've only seen once, but it was for the reason of the fact that I just remember being extremely bored throughout most of it. Um, I didn't overly love that Ant-Man. Um, but I think I think the original is better. Um, at the end of it, when he goes back to his universe... And he's sitting there and everything like that. I've seen theories tossed around. I want to get Josh Spinano. Do you think there's any chance he's not he's not in his original timeline? No, I think he is in his timeline. I I, I thought that was a little too much seeing all those out there. I don't I don't I, know because I, it would make sense. Because if he's sitting there saying like everything's okay, everything's good, and then like Actually, it's not. You've been tricked into going somewhere else by Kang. Nah, I don't think. I don't think so. I think that was him realizing um, that what Kang said implied something important, and I think that's all it was. Because he, when he's walking around, he's having these the same conversations with the with people that he had at the beginning of the movie. So I don't that. That doesn't, that doesn't make sense. I didn't hear that theory before, but it doesn't make sense to me. But but on what you just said, having the conversations, at the beginning of the movie, the old man in the shop in his universe calls him Spider-Man. But at the end of the movie, he correctly calls him Ant-Man. So? Could be a <laughs> No, you say, you say so like it's a joke, but what if in that universe, he knows him as Ant-Man? But in his other universe, that's his real universe, he mistakes him as Spider-Man. But he I'll gets. Put it, I'll put it this way: um, knowing Marvel, that is a possibility, but I have doubts. Okay. Here's the other one that I actually like. I like this one. So in in one of the scenes when he's got when he's got Scott when King has Scott captured, um, he says, "You're not the one with the hammer, are you?" And. Paul, you know, Paul Rudd makes the jokes about you know that being Thor and yada yada yada. But Ant Man Scott Lane looks nothing like Thor. I've also seen a theory posted out that Kang ran into Cap when Cap was returning the stones, and he had the hammer, and that that's who he's referencing in that scene. Because he thinks that's who it is. It's Captain America, not Thor. And I don't hate that theory. I don't know that that'll ever come to fruition because why would we care? But I, I, I like the theory. I did see that 
this is one of the theories that Chris Evans said that he probably would come back for. To like go like to go has, play out that scene. To, yeah, it has to be like a good scene. He doesn't want to come back as a full thing, but he still appreciates Marvel and he would like if it came down, it had to be the right kind of scene. Right. I, like I said, I like that theory. I like. I don't know that we'll ever actually see where that plays out, but I think it makes more sense than him mistaking it for th- him for Thor, because he doesn't really look like Thor at all. The build's not exactly the same. Um, I like certain aspects of the movie. I still think Paul Rudd's perfect for this role. I think he does yes. great every time he's he plays this role. So. I'm hoping, you know, that they move, you know, that we continue to see him. I think I've seen rumors that he's supposed to kind of be one of the de facto leaders of the Avengers when we get to King Dynasty and everything. I think he does phenomenal. I liked Michael Douglas. I didn't love, I can't remember her name, but I, uh, Catherine Newton. I didn't love her as his daughter, but I didn't hate her as much as everybody else did. Like, I didn't think she stole the show, but I didn't think she was terrible. I don't know how y'all felt about her. Uh, she was all right. I didn't. She didn't really stand out to me. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way that I put it. Like she was all right, but like she's getting like trashed on online for being like the worst part of the movie, and I don't agree with that. Oh. Like, well, people, internet trolls are exactly yeah, that. I, I don't. I don't think she brought the movie down. I just don't think she brought anything yeah. to it either. My my things that I liked about this movie were I liked the world building. Um, I th- uh, in the quantum realm, I thought that right. was really cool. Um, I liked, I let part of that being the uh, the probability uh, realm or whatever it was that they called it. Right. Uh, just just the idea of like, oh, these are all of the various possible possible use. Like that was. And I thought, I thought that, that scene really, was really cool. I thought that was a really interesting concept. Um, I liked the the dialogue between um, Michael Douglas and and the act the actor that played his wife. Um, I thought, yeah, yeah. uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. So yeah, they, um, I like, especially the, the scene where, where they're talking about um, how they, they they have needs um, and they were seeing, they were seeing each other. They were seeing other people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, overall, I thought it was a fun movie. Um, I just thought like, I feel like, and I feel like we probably all felt this way to an extent. Like I felt like going into it, my expectations were a little bit higher, given the, given that it was going to have Kang, and he was going to be introducing anything like that. And that was probably just my fault for having those expectations. Like our first introduction to Thanos was technically in Guardians of the Galaxy, and well, technically it was the end credit scene of Avengers, but I'm not counting that. But it was in Guardians of the Galaxy, and he meant nothing to the story really. He was just kind of there. So I, I shouldn't have had, have expected maybe that much out of Kang. Um, especially with the fact that Kang has so many different variants. Um, it's coming up. I'll say this. The end credit scene with Loki got me super excited for Loki season two. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes. like that end credit scene had me so excited for what's to come with Loki in October. Like it... it that was fantastic. And I, I liked the other one with like introducing the council of Kings and everything. Like I, I thought that was cool, but the Loki one was a highlight of that for me. Um, 
my bads on this, like, what we you know, make it like a seven out of ten. Is I thought it was really cheesy at times, which I get. Like Ant Man's thing, I thought Kang was a little bit not as powerful as I I would have liked. And I I had this problem with movies right now in general. I I think it. I think movies need to get over. The, like, sometimes it's okay to kill a main character. Yep. Like, and movies have a really big problem with that right now of not wanting to kill main characters. And it's like it's okay. You can kill a main character sometimes. Like, it's fine. Sometimes they need to die. Infinity War did it. Endgame did it. Like, sometimes it's okay to kill a main character. You need, It's fine. And yeah, I feel it makes like... you appreciate what you have at the moment. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it had to be Ant-Man. It could have been Wasp. It could have been Michael Douglas. It could have been the daughter. Like, But just somebody... There should have been a magnitude of Kang that killed one of those main characters and was like, okay, this guy's for real. And that didn't happen. Um, but I, I like the movie. Anything more to say on Ant-Man and the Wasp? Quantumania. Alright, so next up in the timeline was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which came out in May. Um, so we'll do, we'll do the countdown and we'll say our scores at the end of it. Are y'all ready? Um, I, I think <laughs> I, I don't know how confident I am in my rating. I could probably be persuaded out of it, but let's go. Okay, that's fine. That's kind of what this is for. All right, three, two, one, eight, eight point five. Okay, I went a little bit higher than y'all, but like I don't have a problem with eight. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was the second best of the Guardians. I thought it had a lot of heart. Um. I really liked the villain. I don't know if y'all did or not. Like, I thought the villain was really good. The villain um, was the sort of villain that you just fucking hate his guts. Yeah, for. like, you just, like, I, I, I think uh, we talked about this. We're not going to go too much into it, but me and Brian talked about this separately last night. We saw Blue Beetle recently. We might rate that later, but we're not going to talk about it because Anthony hasn't seen it. But about the fact that it was just kind of the villain that didn't have a redeeming quality. He was just a dick. And and I, I like that. Um, I thought, like I, I thought they, they <laughs> Adam Warlock. Um, I thought the guy did a good job playing the character. I just would have liked to seen a more dominant Adam Warlock. Um, I thought the rocket stuff was really well done. I thought Chris Pratt did a really great job. I love Drax in this movie. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought this was Drax. I, I, I thought Drax took a step back in Guardians 2. The character, I think the actor does a good job. He does a good job with it. But the character took a step back. I thought he came back around in this one. Like, I thought he was phenomenal. Um, Like I said, I gave it an 8.5. I don't have a ton I didn't like with this movie. Um, But it wasn't like a 10 out of 10. I didn't walk out of the, the theater blown away by this movie. And, you know, I kind of, I'm kind of sitting here thinking, um, I, I could, I could go into 8.5. Uh, I could be, I, I think I would go up to that because, uh, I think the issue for me is that it was the sort of Guardians movie that you didn't expect, right? Like you're, you, we got used to the Guardians movies having a certain feel to them, and there was still it, it still had that, right? It still felt like a Guardians movie, but it was just a lot more depressing than what you were expecting. Yeah, yeah there was a lot more emotion behind this one than 
than the previous ones. And obviously Guardians 2, we had the Yondu death and things like that that had emotion. But there was a lot more emotion from beginning to end in this one. Yeah. Like the, um, one of the lines that, that sticks out in my head is when uh, um, Nebula says, this is worse than what Thanos did to me. And I was like, oh, well, shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think one thing that I, I really wish happened, I understand why they couldn't do it in the movie, because in the end credits, it's uh, Star-Lord will return. Right. Um. I really wish they would have left something open for him and Gamora. Like it literally felt like, like great for her. She finally found a family that she's always been wanting in the Ravagers, but it just, it literally tore me apart. Seeing everyone like realizing, okay, you know what? This guardians team, it's done. We're still family, but we have to go our separate ways. I, I respected to see uh, Drax, become a father again you know to a bunch of kids like that that's a great way for him to retire mantis she wants to go find herself and you know she's done nothing but listen to people what a great way she has uh, a bunch of like creatures that are misunderstood that are going to follow her uh nebula is going to be the town mayor which is i thought was awesome yeah she's going to care for a bunch of people rocket and group part of the next team I i love that it just it felt so horrible for us to end Gamora and Star Lord like that, and maybe maybe they fixed that, but it really felt like that was the end for Gamora. Like we're not gonna see. Yeah, I felt that way too. Reconnect. Um, I think it'll be interesting because I think like what I got from that ending and everything was like when when these next threats arise, Star Lord will probably be a part of them, but it definitely left it to me to where like I don't know that the Guardians will be. No, that's the thing that I got too. The, the message that I got too from it, and it's like it's like that almost is like, well, crap. Like you know, I wish I wish they were part of it. Like it's gonna be crazy when when we have Kang or or whoever the villain happens to be for Secret Wars, which I think is probably gonna end up being Doctor Doom, but I don't know that for a fact. But when those threats arise, like we're stuck with you're telling me that like. Rocket and Groot and Nebula and Drax and, and even Adam were like, like they're not gonna wanna they're not gonna wanna be a part of that. Well, and we won't get Doom in a current situation. That's gonna be a past like we've already heard Strange talk about. That was something that happened in the seventies. Well, he said that he said that to Jim in Multiverse of Madness. He said it, yeah, but in his timeline, it's like Hey, that was like a old probably group that you know like started it all. That see, I don't think I don't think I don't think the the Fantastic Four that we're gonna get is gonna be the Fantastic Four from his timeline. I think their origin is gonna be they're gonna get pulled into into our timeline from a different timeline. I don't think oh, it's okay. gonna. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think the Fantastic Four movie that we're gonna get is gonna be set in the seventies. I would hate that. It just means that like. I I, 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 I don't like think they can Fantastic introduce Four. the Fantastic Four to us and not have them be part of Secret Wars. Like I don't I don't think I don't think I would have any interest in going back and watching a Fantastic Four movie that's set in the seventies and then them, them being like, okay, well the characters aren't 
Like what they did with Captain Marvel. While I don't like the Captain Marvel yeah, movie, yeah, I was Loki. I was like, literally, I was literally thinking about Captain Marvel because it was like uh, Captain Marvel. They granted what what the character was. They kind of had to do it, but it just made all these issues where you had like by going back in time, they kind of like subtly undid some important things. The thing that sticks out to me the most is um the whole nick fury's eye thing like right i just i i i get that it, it's funny but you know you you go and watch winter soldier and he has the badass line of you gotta keep both eyes open or, or something like that yeah and, and i didn't i didn't have a that, problem that gets, with that. that gets like that that the power of that gets diminished because of of that so i don't really like the idea of going back in time um, I think I'm, I'm with you. I think they need to like bring them in somehow into the, into the storyline that we have been developing so far. I, I, on the Nick Fury thing real quick, he says to Cap in Winter Soldier, it's one of my favorite lines. Well, not one of my favorite lines, but it's such a Nick Fury line. He's like, the last time I, last time I trusted somebody, I lost an eye. <laughs> and I think having the cat be the one that scratched it out is fantastic because it shows what a drama queen Nick Fury can be. Yeah. <laughs> like I love that line even more after it being the cat because I think it fully shows that he's he's just over the top dramatic sometimes trying to prove his point. Because he's like he knows full well that it was a cat, but he's there not gonna another, tell there was another line he I says think. at the end with Alexander Pierce um when he goes to turn off the or goes to to do something with project insight and he says you probably removed my retinal scan but you've got to know you like you've got to keep both eyes open and then he pulls up the patch and he uses his scratched eye i don't think the goose thing affects that like he just he lost the eye pierce didn't think about the fact to remove that one because he didn't think he would use it because it it was non-functional uh anymore um, my thing with the Captain Captain Marvel thing is they went back in time, and I think it somewhat worked better than Fantastic Four would because one, it wasn't as far back in time, like we're talking ninety five to to twenty nineteen, as opposed to seventy five to twenty twenty five, and I think that the other thing is is they kind of explained why Captain Marvel you know, there was kind of a somewhat explanation as to why she didn't super age in that, that time frame. Whereas with Fantastic Four, I'm not going to believe Reed Richards is 30 in the 70s and then also looks 30 in 2025. Like, and I don't, I don't want to see an old Fantastic Four team. In 20, so I think they've got to find some way. Either it needs to be that line from Doctor Strange was just him being an ass and like making a reference to the comic books. It was just like an Easter egg within the movie, or they've got to find some way to pull a current fantastic four team. Into I mean, I, I guess like we could see them come up to current. I mean, we're getting Loki before fantastic four where Loki probably could meet, you know, Victor. Give we're also getting, and he travels kind of thing, you know, we're also getting Deadpool three before fantastic four. And they've said that one will involve the TVA and time travel a lot. So something could happen there as well. Likely Ryan Reynolds just making fun of them. Probably that too. <laughs> um, 
Why but, not both? You can do both. Pay <laughs> for effort. Um, but I, I think we see that um, somehow, and, and you guys can help me here. How did our Guardians three talk end up here? How did we get to Doctor Doom the Fantastic Four? <laughs> uh, we're we're excited for the stories for Star Lord where that's right, Star Lord. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I said I said it's going to be weird if Doctor Doom's the villain and they don't step in to help. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Tangent. Um, anything more to say on Guardians three before we move on to our next film? Nope. All right. Brian, you sound like you were gonna say something. Oh yeah, the um, just just the rocket storyline was was fantastic, and his, yes, when he ends with saying, um, the name's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon." Oh, excellent! That that line, that whole scene, really the fight, like everything. When he's like eight nine P one three, and he's like, "The name's Rocket, Rocket Raccoon." I love that scene so much. <laughs> like I just, I think that's fantastic. I think the emotion when like. Because you know, you know, as you're watching the movie, you know that his friends are going to die. You, you're aware. You, I don't think anybody was shocked by that. But they did such a, such a good job with the emotion behind it and like Rocket's response and everything. That I just thought, I thought that was phenomenally well done. Yeah, um, it, was, it was the sort of thing where you, you did suspect that it was going to happen. But uh, when it happened, it still hit you hard. <laughs> right. And I, um, I've seen some people had a problem with this. I thought Star-Lord dropping the F-bomb was absolutely hilarious. Um, I thought that was so well done. <laughs> um, I know it was an F-bomb in a Marvel movie. People were like, they shouldn't say the F-word in a Marvel movie. And I'm like, why? Wait till Deadpool. Um, <laughs> but I just – I thought – not only was it like I thought it was well done, I didn't feel like it was forced into a conversation because I feel like that was such a realistic response to what was happening. Like, because I feel like that's exactly how like any of us would respond. Like trying to get them to open the door, they're not realizing it. And then once they do, you like, open the fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's such a realistic way to, to fit that in without it feeling like you're trying to force that comedy in there with with that word. And so I thought that was really well done. This also, I don't know how y'all thought about this, seeing this movie and really just seeing this Guardians trilogy, which I think is one of the top trilogies ever made. Like I, I've enjoyed all three of them. I thought it's been really well done. Kind of made me excited for James Gunn's direction of the DC universe and the fact that he's taking uh. over because he did so well with these. I, I'm I'm scared with DC, huh? But but you got to like I, I am too because they've just been, it's been so bad lately. Yeah, um, I think a little bit better here lately, but so bad like overall. And I think, but I think if you look at Gun, you you see these Guardians trilogy, which was really well done. The Suicide Squad was a really good movie. Not Suicide Squad, the Suicide Squad. Two different films, one far superior to the other one. I just think, like, looking at that, I can say, okay, maybe maybe he can do something here by rebooting this. Um, but that's just, like, me being like, okay, I, I'm not going to write off the future of DC 
because the past has been so bad. <laughs> like, That's... I'll I'll see. I think he could do well with the Superman movie. Uh, like, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I think some things could go well for him. Not that he's super involved in this, but he's kind of involved. Like, we've talked about how good the Batman was, and we're going to get that sequel, even though that's not technically DC Extended yeah, Universe. Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like, I don't, yeah, that doesn't it's really It's not count. DC Extended Universe, but James Gunn is overseeing it. That's, okay. That's different, still, but okay. But it's still Gunn, but it, it's not their Extended Universe like Marvel's doing. Like, it's not the Batman we're going to see interact with Superman. Um, but it had me like the movie just had me somewhat excited for that future, or I'm not going to say excited maybe, but somewhat less skeptical about DC going forward. And uh, Brian, I know you felt this way too, but like blue beetle gave me that too. Like blue beetle was a solid film. Yes. And it's like, if that's what DC can be, I'm okay with it. DC's hitting its stride. Um, all right. Anything more on guardians? No. All right, next up, Across the Spider-Verse. Are we ready for the countdown? Yes. Okay, three, two, one, 10 out of 10. 9.5. What did you get, Brian? 10. 10, okay. I don't hate 9.5. That's respectable. 10 out of 10 is like a tough thing to give a movie. Um, Best Spider-Man film ever made. Yes. Yes, yes. I've seen, I've watched it a couple times now. I thought that when I left the theater, I was like, "Let's watch it again." Maybe I was overhyping it when I was theater. No, best Spider-Man movie ever made. Like it's literally to me, and, and I, I want to get your opinion here in a second, Anthony. It's perfect. It's literally a perfect, perfect movie. What's your point five that you dock it? Uh, point five, really, for me, it's just that there. are there's always things that can get better and but i really really enjoyed it it's my favorite spider-man movie ever made um i enjoyed it more than the game storyline i thought so one thing it's everyone gives miles a hard time because he's number two spider-man and it kind of addresses it in this movie right and i really really love the way where you know he's on the train he's running from o'hara and it's like you know what? You're right. I'm not Spider-Man. I'm Miles Morales. And I, I love that shit where it's like, be your own guy, be your own hero, and fuck what everyone's saying. I, I really, really enjoyed the storyline. It's I did too. I thought, like, for me, two things that really stuck out to me, well, one thing that stuck out to me that they chose to do in this movie is I love that they chose to change his origin to him being an anomaly. Like, that they chose to go the route of, like, you weren't supposed to be Spider-Man. And to go that route, and because I think that's so so interesting of a character trait for him. That, yes. that you weren't supposed to be this. It's not like Peter, who got bit by the spider because that's what was supposed to happen. You got bit by a spider by a fluke accident. But that's and, not even his fault. That was O'Hara's no, fault. I'm not saying it's his fault. I'm just saying okay. I think it's so interesting that they went that route. Yeah. It made his origin story so much more interesting to me. Like so so much better and like more of like wow. And then I thought 
I honestly felt like the last 10 to 15 minutes of that movie were some of the best 10 to 15 minutes of a movie I've ever watched. The slow realization as you sit there and you realize he's not in his timeline. And then you realize that in that timeline, he became the prowler was so well done. And just like ending on the cliffhanger to where you're like, what's going to happen? Yeah, all all of that build up right up to that point. And and like it was just so I was so enthralled in watching it that I didn't even see it coming until it was like right, right about to be like, okay, movie's over. And it was just like and I was left sitting there going, I I don't know how to feel right now, because on the one hand, how dare they? (laughs) On the other hand. This movie was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, like, it was just... It, for me, too, and I don't know how y'all feel about this, I don't think this was a Miles movie. I think this was a Gwen Stacy movie. Uh, I, it, I felt this was so well done for Gwen Stacy's character. Like, I, I love the development that they put her through throughout this movie. Yeah. From the beginning of thinking like she's a loner, she doesn't need to be with people, like all that, to realizing at the end like this is her, this is her group, this is her her family, and she's got to keep that intact. And like that 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 character arc growth from the beginning when you open with Gwen to the ending where it ends with Gwen made this to me like I understand that it was really Miles's movie, like I get it, it's his trilogy. But it felt like such like a Gwen Stacy movie to me with what they were trying to do. And I loved it. Mm-hmm. I just I, I don't have anything bad to say about this movie. Um, I wish that it wouldn't have ended on a cliffhanger because I don't like that. I have to wait to see what happens. Guys, they made the spot fucking interesting. Like. How? Like, that's the villain they chose and they made him interesting. Um, and I thought he was hilarious at the same They've time. Right, you know. Yeah, like, and I, I love like the opening scene when he's stealing out of the ATM and that like whole interaction. I think I think is hilarious. Um, I thought the humor in this was phenomenal. I thought the emotion in it was phenomenal. I really saw no like real big flaws in this movie that I can point out. It 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 was so so well done that I've got nothing bad to say about it. Um. Like we've said it, I think it's the best Spider-Man movie ever made, and and that's it's got some competition. I thought I thought Into the Spider-Verse was one of the best Spider-Man movies ever made, and this topped that. Um, so well done across the Spider-Verse. Now oh, hurry up! The soundtrack, whoever was oh. on the soundtrack for this, just you deserve so much praise. The soundtrack is so good. <laughs> It's one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard for a film. I think it was... And especially the first one, you know, Into the Spider-Verse, where I'm like, oh my gosh, this like every song like fits this guy's personality, the mood that's yes. going forward. Like, it just, yeah. Everyone that worked on that movie as a team, just what an amazing job. They knocked, they knocked it out of the park. Like it was... It was... And, and I know it's, it's Sony... It's it, you know it's not it's not Disney and Marvel it's not MCU it's Sony and like it's so crazy to me how good they've done with Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse Morbius and then they turn around and they put out Morbius 
And it's like, okay, so like, what's the disconnect here? Like, who do you have? Like, did you just take all of your good employees and you said, you guys work on a cross and then you took all of your bad ones and you're like, we've got some busy work for you. <laughs> and you gave them more. We'll, we'll still make some money off of this. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, we're not expecting much. So just do what you can with it and get it back to us. <laughs> And all you good guys, you go over there and you make a masterpiece. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. Like they were like, "This is the cartoon. We cannot fail these fucking kids." And I think I think that's partly like, like maybe that's what it is. Is like they can do animated, but they can't do live action. Well, I mean, like, what like Garfield was great. I mean, sure. Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies, not. Oh, I thought it was like I was like okay. I thought so too. I thought he was just. Like, I was like, Garfield that's so. Movie? I was like, no, that's so I, fucking irrelevant. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm definitely talking Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, not Garfield Bill Murray. And lazy well, ass, lazy ass writing. I was so confused. I was like, okay, like cool. I'm glad you like that movie. It seems irrelevant to what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's not even remotely part of the conversation, but what would you give that out of 10, Anthony? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the Andrew Garfield movies were good. Like, but I don't think they're they don't they don't hold a candle to cross the spider-verse to me. No, they don't. No, no they they're not. They're, they weren't this. Um they they but then again, like not much has been this. I mean, this was uh, like we've said so well done. I don't think any of us have really any cons to go to go with it um i loved oh this i loved when he's walking through the spider society them having donald glover as prowler oh was so good one spider-man they left out that whole movie was a venom spider-man yeah they did i i could not find him at all and i rewatched that whole time where they were chasing him no not once was that involved you're right, and they had all of them. Like, I mean, they had the video game Spider Man. They had, I mean, they had they had the poster Spider Man. Like, yeah, straight like straight up wall. But I just like seeing Donald Glover as the Prowler was like a like I thought that was awesome. Like that little callback to home, okay. homecoming <laughs> and like that. The line when he's when he's running and he's like being chased. First off, them saying get when he says they said get Spider Man and they all pointed each other. Yeah, like yeah. all like two hundred of them start pointing. At each- Abs- comedy gold like absolutely phenomenally done but when he's when they're chasing him through the city and he gets up on the building and and o'hara says so- i can't remember what i can't remember what he says he says something and miles goes well i did manage to get every single spider-man away from the city i i thought that was such a good line to show like his character growth on like the fact that like he wasn't just running, he knew what he was doing. And I thought I I absolutely love that line. It's something along those lines. I don't remember exactly what it is, but it's something along those lines. And I thought I thought I loved that line and, and how well it was done and showed like from into the Spider-Verse where he was kind of like skeptical about everything he was doing. He didn't know that he wanted to do it. He didn't you know, getting his footing all the way until that end battle with Fisk to that moment of being like, you think I'm just a kid and I don't know what I'm doing, but in fact I do. And I tricked you. And I, I, I love that part. 
Um, not really anything to, to say bad about this movie at all. No, as as like, people listening are going to tell, we, we all love this. Here, we can sit here all day, probably. Like, yeah, like I, like I. Well, I the line nothing. when the line when she when his mom is just like Jersey's too far. Jersey is Jersey too is far. <laughs> I love the line too when he's 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 Spider Man at the time. He's talking to his dad on the bridge, and the dad says something like, "He gets like defensive. And he's like, why would nobody want to talk to me?" And he's like, I, I don't know. Why would nobody want to talk to you? <laughs> and it's as, just like that's, as a that's... completely third party with no skin yeah. in the game. <laughs> and um, I, I I don't know if this is exactly, right, but the Rockstar Spider-Man I thought was absolutely hilarious. Like yes. I, yes, I like I thought his character was yeah punk rocker Spider-Man absolutely phenomenal. I thought this movie did such a good job. I thought every bit of comedy landed. Like, I didn't think there was any, like, forced lines or anything. I thought every bit of comedy landed. And, like, I just thought, like we've said, I don't really see any flaws with it. Um, If you haven't watched it, go watch it. I'm getting in trouble now. I think we're going to have to move on because by the time we get done recording this, it's going to be late and I have to work tomorrow. But all I'm going to want to do is go watch this movie again. And I I can't because it's almost a three-hour movie. Um. So, so I can't afford to go watch it again, but that's what I'm going to want to do if I stay, spend too much more time on this film. Um, so let's go into our final comic book movie uh, recently uh, that's been released this year, The Flash, which came out a couple weeks after Across the Spider-Verse. And let's do a quick countdown. Is everybody ready for that one? I yeah. think so. Okay. Three... Two, one, six. seven out of ten. Okay, so somebody said six. What did the other person say? Seven. Seven. So what I was we're all kind of in the same realm. I don't think this is DC's worst. Um I th- I thought it was a good movie, but I didn't think it was a great movie. Um I gave it a seven, so I guess I'd put it on the same line as uh Ant Man of the Lost Quantumania, although I think like if I'm getting like well, I'll get to that. We'll do that in a second. I, yeah, I think I think that's the right way to put it because, like I said, with with Quantumania, I thought solid Marvel movie, good Ant Man movie, like like it, and I think I would say the same thing about this Flash movie. Like it's a good Flash movie. Um, I don't know that I, I would say it's a solid DC movie because, as we've already discussed, DC has not had the same sort of record with Marvel as Marvel has. But um, it was a good Flash movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Like I wasn't super bored throughout it. I thought aspects of it were pretty well done. They, um, I, feel, I think they did the storyline very well. I think, yeah, yeah. Like I like the storyline. I like, I like the plot that went into it. I thought his interactions with his self were like, I thought the humor was well within that. Um, I think we can all agree that probably the worst part was the baby scene. Oh, gosh. Uh, like, I mean, it, quite possibly the worst CGI I've ever seen in a movie. Um, it like, like it, it was right at the beginning and it almost made me want to turn it off. The guy was like, I don't know that I can do this if this is what I'm in store for from start to finish. Uh, I do think it got a little bit better. Um, I thought the ending was well done with like the constantly trying to win the fight and then slowly realizing that he couldn't but, like not just yeah. because, just because yeah. he can go back in time doesn't mean it's going to change the inevitable. 
And I thought that was like a, you know, a solid lesson for him to learn um, as he moves forward. I don't, I, Ezra Miller obviously has his off-screen issues. Um, that, it makes me you know, so mad how, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I wouldn't do it, but yeah. I don't know that he should technically be working um, based off the off-screen issues, but he was obviously, I think most of the filming was done for this anyway. Um, I don't think he's in anything planned coming up, so maybe that is the problem, but it was kind of my hesitation on seeing this to begin with. But I thought he did a good job in this. Uh, Off-screen issues aside, Michael Keaton was phenomenal. Um, So nice to have him back. Yeah, it was nice. It was was cool (laughs) to see him back as, as Bruce Wayne and Batman. Like, it was just, it was cool to see. Yeah, I enjoyed seeing this kind of uh, like more classic Batman. You know, we got, I feel like we got kind of used to, and they had to do this for obvious reasons, right? Like you you put Batman in the modern day, you got to update his technology. But this felt like a more classic Batman, and I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, yeah. And I I like Michael Keaton originally. So, like, getting to see that and that comeback and everything was good. This movie was well done. Um, like like we've said, it was enjoyable. Plot was good. CGI was bad in a lot of places. That's kind of DC's go-to, yeah. though. So, like, I, mean, I think I must just be somebody who just doesn't really pay that much attention to to the CGI because, like, this is something that you were right. Like, like the CGI was bad, but like, I just, I it didn't it didn't turn me off um, because I just I just have this mentality of, okay, yeah, that looks weird. Um, I'm just gonna move past it though <laughs> <laughs> well i don't think i don't think i've ever let cgi like make me think a movie's a bad movie like 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 it wouldn't be enough for me to go like oh this movie's a two out of ten no like like it definitely makes you like if so basically i'll say it i was at home watching it for the first time i wasn't at the movie theaters same legit i was like oh oh I, I, I can talk on the phone right now and be like, what the hell was that? Um, one thing that I did like uh, about the baby scene, and somebody brought this up uh, on another thing that I was listening to, and I'm kind of piggybacking off of it, but it, it opened my eyes and I liked it, is it that was the first time they did it different than like Quicksilver in the X-Men universe. It was the first time that we've seen them actually kind of portray the fact that when you're running that fast, you can't just grab someone and and move them and it not have effects on yeah. that person. And that's like you could kind of see that with what he was doing with the babies and like putting the baby in the microwave and like moving them around more not like, you know, gingerly yeah more gingerly and like understanding that he can't just jerk the baby or that's going to rip the baby's skin off uh i think it was his was it his alternate self that he ran with and then they threw up yeah yeah like it showed it showed that after effects of like the fact that you can't just grab someone and jerk their body and then be perfectly fine and that was a counterpoint of like what they did with evan peters quicksilver in the fox universe where he just moved everyone and then they were perfectly fine afterwards and I get that it's a superhero movie and like I'm not super worried about things being realistic. And I thought the Evan Peters scenes in X-Men were uh, phenomenal scenes. But I it's did like in Flash the effects. And the thing 
it's nice. I think it's really nice in the DC universe because so many of their heroes are just uber powerful. So having little things like that that kind of make them need to like check their powers a little bit. That's nice. Right. Yeah. Like to be like, okay, like, yeah, you can run faster than literally anything. However, you got to be careful with it because it doesn't just fix things. Um, but I enjoyed, I enjoyed the movie. Um, so now, uh, I think all of our lists were pretty similar. So I'll say mine and y'all can kind of say whether you disagree or agree. Ranking the four, I would go across Guardians, Ant-Man, Flash. Yeah. Um, I rated Ant-Man and the Flash the same, but I think like if I had to boil down to picking one, I would say Ant-Man is a slightly better movie. Um, across bodies, all of them. Like, not close. And Guardians, if I'm speaking like movies I've seen in 2023, Guardians is probably the only one outside of Across that creeps into my top five. Flash and Ant-Man do not. Yeah. Um, but Guardians, Across is my number two favorite film of the year behind Oppenheimer. Um, but Oppenheimer probably also has a pull to me just because I'm like super into history and that kind of stuff. So like, I think that had a pull to me. I can understand if somebody enjoyed Across. Across is probably a more entertaining movie than Oppenheimer. I just liked Oppenheimer more. And then after that, it would probably go John Wick 4 followed by Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, rounding out my top four, unless I'm forgetting a film that I can't remember right now. Um, if I'm speaking strictly on my movies. But for those four, that's how I would rank them. Uh, Brian, real quick, do you want to do just a quick countdown on Blue Beetle? Uh, yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we're not going to go into spoilers on this. This is just us kind of doing a spoiler-free talk real quick about Blue Beetle. We both saw it a couple days ago. Um, so just quick on that. Uh, three, two, one, seven point five. Eight point five. <laughs> yeah, you were a little bit higher on it than I was, um, but I don't have any disagreements with what you said. Like, I thought this was a fun movie. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was well acted. I thought the villain was well done. I thought the plot was well done. I don't have any major complaints with this movie. It didn't wow me like Across the Spider-Verse did. But I just thought it was a fun movie. I enjoyed the two hours. I had no complaints leaving the theater. Um, you should see it, Anthony. Like, it's, it's worth the time. Like, it's a, it's a solid film. Um, I was worried, Anthony, you'll kind of understand this. I don't think you watched this, Brian. But I was worried about how uh, the, the main actor is the, the kid from Cobra Kai. And Cobra yeah. Kai is – I love Cobra Kai. It's one of my favorite shows. You know that, you Anthony. Worried? I was worried because Cobra Kai is super cheesy, and it's supposed to be super cheesy. That's the whole point. Yeah. But I was afraid that he would come into this, and it would be the wrong kind of cheesy. Like he would play that same kind of cheesy character that he plays that, – that comes across in Cobra Kai. But – I obviously really enjoy him. I think he's a good actor, and I think he did phenomenal with this role uh, as Blue Beetle. So those worries were quickly squandered. Um, George Lopez is in it, and he absolutely kills the entire time. Um, 
great choice for them to have him in it. Great to see him kind of back in something. I haven't really seen him lately. What was um, the last movie he was in? What like Lava Boy and uh, yeah, man, I, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen George Lopez and something, and they pulled he's him doing, out. Uh, he's doing Lopez versus Lopez, right? Yeah, now. I like. Yeah, that. he does the show. Um, but it, he was phenomenal in this. Really, it was super well casted. Everybody was good in it. Um, really well done. Good movie. Like I said, I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but go see it. Like. I, you know, it's not going to make money because it's DC, and I hate that because it's just like this is a good movie. Go see it. Um, I, one of my favorite quotes that I've ever heard is: "DC fans aren't active in the theater; they're active in the comments." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's so true because you see like all these DC defenders, and it's like okay. And when I say DC DC defenders, I don't mean the XFL team. Um you see all these DC defenders and they're just, they don't, but they don't, the movies don't make any money. So it's like, what are you defending? You're defending, but then you don't go see the movie. It's like, well, I'll just defending it. <laughs> go see the movie. It's good. I would like to see it make money because I would like to see the character again. Like I, I, I think it'd be fun to see a sequel to this movie and we're not going to see a sequel to this movie if it makes no money, um, which is the story of every DC movie ever. Um, has there been a DC movie that's gotten a sequel? Wonder Woman. Yeah, and it sucked. It was so bad. Oh, Don't Aquaman. Waste yeah, but it hasn't happened yet. I'm not counting it because I haven't actually seen it. And it's there's not even a trailer. Out. There's not even a trailer for it. Still coming out. <laughs> they keep telling me December, but here we are in September, and I don't even have a trailer for this movie, so we'll see. Um, fingers crossed. I liked the first Aquaman. I hate Amber Heard, um, but I liked the first Aquaman, so I, I wouldn't be opposed to a sequel for that one. Uh, Wonder Woman. I liked the first one, but I also did not like the first Wonder Woman as much as other people did. Um, I thought it was good, not great. It had its issues. I loved the the soundtrack. Um, yeah, and, and it was it was a it was an enjoyable movie. Um, but it had I, I have my criticisms of it as well. Yeah, like I just it, it, and we don't have to go super into it, but it just I thought she did a good job. I thought there yeah. were aspects of it that were well done, but like people were like, "Oh, that's the like one of the best movies I've ever seen." And I'm like, "No, it wasn't." Gal Gadot is a great choice for Wonder Woman, but yes, yeah, she is. I think the, I think we've talked about this before a bit long time ago now, but I think the, as I I do like the first Wonder Woman movie, um, but I also think that people probably went into it thinking it's a DC movie and so their expectations were low. <laughs> I think that happens a lot with DC movies. You're like, oh, that was so good. It's like, no, it wasn't. It was just so good because you thought it was going to be so bad. Because <laughs> you just assumed it was going to be the Suicide Squad again. <laughs> um, what, does anybody disagree that that's the worst movie DC's done? Like Suicide Squad, right? Probably. I mean, I've... <laughs> Yeah. When I talk, when I say DC, I mean like their extended universe. Yeah. Like, this yeah, I'm, just, like I, I'm hesitating because I'm trying to remember all the DC movies that I still haven't seen. And um, 
I like that. Like we all want to say Green Lantern, and it's like, no, hold on. <laughs> no, it's got to be. It's got to yeah. be extended yeah. universe. Like I'm not because if we're doing like DC movie, I could technically count that Halle Berry Catwoman, and I'm not counting that. <laughs> like that, like that doesn't count in this in this statement. This is strictly like that fits in the universe with like Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill and stuff like that. That universe. Suicide Squad's the worst. Um, other than that, I could probably talk about superhero movies for the rest of the evening. Um, but I. But we got work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, but we have other jobs because this doesn't pay yet. Um, and even when it starts to, it probably won't be enough to pay the bills. Um, if it starts to. But. We will. This is weekly. We'll be back next week with new topics, um, and just kind of you know let us know. Uh, we we have a, a Facebook page, Speaking Ancient Geek. We have a Discord channel set up. Uh, you can join both. You can message us with questions that you want to hear talked about on the pod. You can let us know ideas. You can give us your ideas. You know, use those to communicate with us. I have them with me uh, like on my phone at all times. So I will constantly be active within talking in those. um, If anything gets submitted. 